Hi, everybody. Go green. Go white. Welcome back to Bacon Wire. Uh, we are 2-0 this year as MSU fans. 1-0 in the tailgate scene. Um, it was a really fun weekend. I got to meet Mitch and uh, Spartan Ryan, uh, Blake, uh, the, the, the legendary Zanjo, who is just as batshit crazy in person as he is on Twitter. He does not disappoint. Uh, he was tame. <laughs> yeah. He was tame, but I could still see the the, the sprinkles of, of his online presence. Um, oh, yeah. I, I cannot wait for the Nebraska game when he's going to have a whole day to get <laughs> – to drink instead of, you know, just like the few hours before the gates open, he's going to have a whole day. It's going to get, it's going to get dirty. Yeah. Yeah. Also met Carter because I I almost met him last year. I ignored him, but I actually got redemption to meet him. Uh, Met Brett. Um, Am I forgetting anybody, Mitch? Trevor. 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 Yeah. I met Trevor Upchurch. Um, Summer. Yeah. Met her. And I think that's about it. But, um, yeah. oh, yeah. And so, of course, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Spartan Dog 97. And, yeah. Uh, and- I Can I – whoever's doing my software updates, <laughs> uh, I just want to say fuck you for only giving me one wisdom tooth and having that sole wisdom tooth be impacted. You're a real fucking Ooh. asshole for that. And I hope you fucking burn. You haven't had your wisdom teeth out? You. No, because I they didn't think I I only have one. They didn't think I had any. Oh. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on inside my mouth right now? And I look (laughs) and I go, that's a tooth that shouldn't be there. So I went to go see the dentist and he goes, Yeah, like you literally have one wisdom tooth and it's like fucked up. So we need to pull it. Oh yeah, you gotta pull it before it's too late. I had uh I had three. And I, I think two of them were impacted, and they they took them all out. It wasn't I I didn't get put to sleep or anything. It wasn't that bad. You'll be okay. They give you the good drugs. I didn't even need them. It'll be fine. I oh well. Before I forget, we are joined by Mitch. Of course, if you couldn't tell, he is back with us. It's good to have him back with here on the on the podcast. Yeah. Um, I had four wisdom teeth. I got I got put under, and uh, I was pretty fucked up for like two or three days. I was on pretty good painkillers. Like that knocked me out for like a weekend for sure. Yeah, they told me they told me they're gonna. Uh, I mean, they didn't tell me this, but uh, this is this is good old SD paraphrasing. Uh, they're gonna slap me on the ass and let me drive home. Is basically what they said to me. Yeah, you'll so, just be pretty numb. That's probably it. Yeah, yeah they you'll said be- you're gonna be you're gonna be a little sore. It's gonna be gonna be a little tendy. It's gonna be a little yeah. tendy. Yeah, you'll be fine. They'll give but you still they'll, they'll make you drink like salt water rinse and all that stuff. Yeah, it still fucking sucks though. In the yeah, meantime, cool. while well, I gotta deal with this shit. So. What when are you getting when are you getting it out? I'm not getting it out until the 13th. That's the earliest they could do it. Oh, perfect. You'll be all right. So, you'll be good by Michigan. That's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just buy Orgel stock now because I'm <laughs> I'm about to go, I'm about to go ham. <laughs> um so you know, so, a little insider trading. So we're going to talk Youngstown State off the bat. Um, let me pull up the stats here. This is bad radio. But uh, Michigan State won, I think, pretty convincingly. Uh, 52 to four, or 49 to 14. 42 to 14. Can I not? I was there. Why the hell am I getting the score wrong? They lost. Or they, oh, my gosh. They won 42 to 14 over Youngstown State on uh, a national holiday, September 11th. And um, Woo! you bet your ass that Zanjo and gang did did something on um, at at Zan- nine eleven a.m. for sure. Zanjo Zanjo was caught dancing on rooftops. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was a pretty pretty pedestrian game. I thought. I mean, not pedestrian. Like it was exciting. The first play of the game once again is an MSU touchdown. 10 seconds in, Jalen Reed scored on a 75-yard flea flicker, which I think, as I said last week, it's a, it was a tone setter. It set the tone. And I honestly felt at that point that the game was over. And I know that's cocky, but 
I just felt like that's just such a deflating thing. And, you know, I, I heard another fan base chime in about a fucking trick play against Youngstown State. But fuck off. Like, this is the first home game in almost two years with fans. The, the, the place was ready to see some energy. And what better way to get the fan base, to get the crowd on its feet, than a trick play flea flicker touchdown right off the bat? You know what I mean? Like, who the fuck cares if it's against the um, I don't give a it, shit. Maybe they should have done it in 2006 against App State and they would have won the game. <laughs> yeah, they could have. God damn. Damn, so, so I want to get into our positives here. Um, I yeah. want to start with our positive. Uh, Peyton Thorne looked really – Peyton Thorne's throws looked really fucking good. And, you know, you can say whatever you want about the competition level. I'm just talking about from a technical standpoint. Yeah. His throws looked good. They were put where they needed to be put. Nothing was errant. Nothing was – Nothing was overthrown. Nothing was too badly underthrown. All the throws were where they needed to be. If they were in a tight window, they were in a place where the guy's going to get them or nobody's going to get them. And yep. that's exactly what you asked for out of a quarterback like Peyton Thorne. And I said that I said that last week too. Yeah, even more yeah. than the Northwestern game, I was impressed with the, with Thorne's with Thorne's decision making. The eighty-five yard touchdown was a better pass than the seventy-five yard flea flicker. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He he hit Reed in stride. Like mm-hmm. I'm watching it. It's on the ESPN box score. I mean, all Reed had to do was just kind of look over and put his hands out barely. It was yeah. it was right. Oh, that's my fault. Sorry, that's bad audio. That was right in the bread basket. Um, and you know he was pretty efficient. 15 for 21, 280 yards, four tutters. Um. And Jordan Simmons was really fucking good. He didn't have a touchdown, but he was 16 carries, 121 yards, broke off a nice 24-yard run when he needed it. Kenneth Walker didn't really do much, but he didn't need to. He had 57 yards and a score. I mean, did did I want to see more of him? Sure. But, like, they yeah. can afford to rest him for a game like this. And so he's still averaging another... 150 yards a game. <clears throat> so this is going to be like a, uh, a compliment Big Mac where yeah. there's like more compliments than there are insults or like uh, criticisms, I guess would be the correct term here. But like, I, I really liked that Tucker kind of load managed Kenneth Walker last weekend. He knew he wasn't going to be used. You know, he, I liked that. I liked that Eli got a little more run, even though he got hurt. Um, that really sucks. I just want Eli to do well, man. Like, yeah, I was so I was so impressed with Eli his freshman year, and it's just it it you know it's just I just feel like he can't he can't catch a fucking break, man. I just want I just want Eli to get to get right. Go ahead, man. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, no, a hundred percent. Um, I. You know, uh, being back to Spartan Stadium was fantastic. Starting off the game the way we did was was great. Um, yeah, I'm not going to complain about the Walker thing. Uh, you know, uh, Tucker doesn't care if he wins the Heisman or not. Tucker cares about winning games and keeping him healthy for the whole, for the long haul. We're not going to need him against Youngtown State. Uh, so might as well save him up for Miami. We're going to need his legs this week with that heat and humidity. So, yeah. Um... I, I really did love every a lot of things I saw. Um, the things I didn't like, I mean, we'll talk about in a minute, but um, I was like Peyton Thorne was definitely a highlight for me, as we've reiterated. Um, Jaden Reed, and it's pretty, it's pretty obvious that he and Peyton have insane chemistry. You know, four catches for 181 yards, an average of 45 yards. Two yeah. of those scores, you know, the flea flicker and – the uh, um, the 85 yard bomb, not bomb, but like it was just a perfect stride pass that he took all the way to the house. Yeah. Um, Michigan State really spread the ball out to 12 different people caught the ball from a quarterback, which I love, which, which fucking phenomenal. Which oh. with Dave with Dave Warner teams, that was a massive fucking issue. Yeah, I mean, if if R.J. Shelton or Aaron Burbridge or Felton Davis weren't open it was probably going to be incomplete or dumped off. And the fact that Jay Johnson is working with Peyton Thorne to look at those second, those third, those fourth reads, 
those fourth downfield reads before going, okay, now you have to take off or, okay, now you need to dump it off to your release, to your release receiver is fucking is, is going to be a game changer down the road. Once we get into conference play. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Um, are we still doing compliments? Or are we on a complaints yet? We can do, we can do your compliments and we can go on to, I have one more compliment, but we'll do yours first. Okay. No, I uh, just, uh, I mean the the whole game. Like he, we don't need Peyton Thorn to, we don't need Peyton Thorn to win his games. We need Peyton Thorn to not lose his games, and that's what he's doing so far. Um, and he looks and he looks great doing it. Um, <laughs> like they used to be extremely efficient, spreading the ball around. I love that we're rotating so many guys in at wide receiver, at running back, at O line. Um, yeah, you know, everyone's playing, everyone we're trying to get as, as much experience as we can. So, you know, they're still learning the roster. So they're trying to figure out, you know, who they got where and who they can use. And uh it just yeah, I mean it 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 looks great so far. We're only two games in. We don't know how good Northwestern's gonna be, but uh it I you know, coming into the season, I would have been happy with six or seven wins, and I'll still be happy with six or seven wins, but if we yeah. can get this if we can get this game. Uh, if we can get this game this weekend, or, you know, uh, we want a conversation for sure. Yeah, yeah, you got you got to change it to eight or nine. I mean, we just you know we're we're looking good. Um, my last compliment is Xavier Henderson. Like he's easily the most important player on the defense, and Cal Halliday's up there. I think Crouch will be up there. Um, but I mean, Jesus, Xavier Henderson's the truth, and. He yeah. had eight eight total tackles, two solo, um, one tackle for loss. He had a um, he had that amazing interception when Youngstown State was driving. You know, it, it was a one hand handed grab that he just scooped into his into his arms yeah. around the three yard line. Yeah. I think. Um, yep. Yeah, that was pretty fucking awesome to see that. That gave me flashbacks of, I think it was Curtis Drummond who had the pick in twenty thirteen against Western. Yep. The one yep. one handed. <laughs> And it was uh, it was funny after the game they asked him about it they uh, compared it to a Woodson pick I, I believe and uh, he was and Xavier Henderson shut that down right away and said no nah, I think it was more like her I think it was more like Curtis Drummonds good good yeah. good 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 yeah yeah no I, absolutely um, SD do you have any more compliments or no I want to move on to criticisms and I kind of want to be I kind of want this to be an in and out pod we're releasing late you know I kind of yeah. want to be. I want to be surgical with it. Uh, my my main criticism isn't really anything to do with on the field. Uh, it's more of an it's more of like a athletic department uh, criticism. I, I don't think like and this could be silly or whatever, but I don't think they fully prepped the, the this the uh, people in the audience the the people in the stands for the swag surfing entrance. I feel like they kind of, they kind of held it a little too close to the chest and fumbled the bag a little bit. You know, I think later in the season, once people know it's coming, they will be a little more, <coughs> it'll be a little more lively, but watching it on TV, it kind of looked like a lot of like a lot of people holding their dicks in their hand going like, what do we yeah. do? One portion of the, I saw one portion of the front row of the student section who had it going I know me, I, I know, uh, you know, the guys I sit with, we knew it was coming. So like, we knew what to do. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, I feel like people were just kind of like, uh, what? And then they teased Thunderstruck uh, just before it kind of, like they still did the the graphic where Sparty comes through and slices the thing, the this uh, Youngstown state flag or whatever it is in half. So they still did that to, you know, to appease the olds. And then they cut it real quick and jumped into swag surf. Yeah, that was oh, yeah. when when Thunderstruck started playing. I'm like, oh man, and then yeah, um, like the the cut yeah. happened. I'm like, fuck yeah, like, right. There are a couple olds near me who weren't happy with it, but right, they're gonna um, just have to get used to it. Yeah, other other slight complaints, and I mean, like this is more what one of them one of them's legitimate, one of them's uh, more more gravy. Uh, Peyton Thorne did miss a couple of like wide open guys, uh, like on a few plays where he probably went with his like first read instead of surveying the whole field. I remember one, 
uh, Connor Hayward was wide open for like a 60 yard touchdown. Like yep. he, he came at he like came at it. I think he was uh, like tight end. I think he should have split a tight end at that point. And he was just wide open in the middle of the field. And I think it went towards like, you know, probably Reader Naylor. I don't, I don't remember exactly who it was. And, and I was just like, Oh my God, like Connor, if Connor has that ball, he, he's gone. He had no one in front of him for, for 20 yards. Um, and then I'm still this D line. I, and I know we were missing what, like three out of our top four guys, like no tank Brown, no Drew Jordan, no Drew Beasley, but like to not get, all that much pressure against Youngstown state. And like, I know they play a different style where they're more run heavy, but like, I just, you know, the sacks got to come in, you know, got to start coming more often at some point. Yeah. We, we need to, we need to do a better job of getting pressure. Um, and pressure and the pass defense need to yeah. be at their utmost importance. The, yeah. The corners. The, the corners did better, obviously, because it wasn't as good competition, but yeah, they still gave up some plays that I'm just like, oh, man, you know, that's right. not good. Um, yep. My – the only negative I have left is Bryce Berenger. He, I think he's going to be a really good punter. He is a good punter, but he needs to not take as many steps because he took like 15 steps and he got that punt blocked. I could see that shit coming from a mile away. Like, as soon as he yep. caught it, he should have just stepped three, four times, boom, kicked it. Yep. But he just, like, kept, he, like, walked with it. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Yeah. the uh, His other punts were – his other punts were actually really good, though. He, yeah. didn't have, you know, he, didn't, he didn't have that many, but – Yeah. Um, do you have anything else, Esty, or do you want to move on to Miami? Uh, let's move on to Miami. Yeah. Okay, so, number – I think they're number 24. Number 24, Miami – Hosts Michigan State tomorrow at noon on uh, ABC. Yes, sir. Or ABC. Man, I don't think it's been decided yet. I don't know. It's it's no, it's ABC. It's ABC. It's it ABC. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, Miami has not looked good their first two games. I mean, we're going to give them a reprieve for getting their shit pushed in by Alabama. I'm not going to look at that game and really judge them, but uh, they almost lost to Appalachian State. On yeah. Saturday, twenty-five to twenty-three, they had to come back and win that game. Derek King, you know, he's coming off an ACL injury. It, it takes a while. You know, it's been maybe nine months he tore his ACL. He doesn't look very good, but this is the type of game where Michigan State's secondary is not great, and this this game could get out of hand quickly for Michigan for my for Michigan State. But at the same time, it could get out of hand for Miami very easily. Like they are, I think they're rushing. Their their front line is not good, and I think Kenneth Walker will be able to eat. And I think maybe <coughs> Simmons and Collins in the mix. Um, th- this could be a type of game where, if like Michigan State goes up fourteen nothing, I think that places that that the Miami crowd in the in the in the arena will turn on the Hurricanes very easily. Yeah, they uh they're not pleased with me, Diaz. They don't no. have very they don't at least the ones we've interacted with on Twitter, outside of the fact they don't have two brain cells trying to rub together, uh, they don't seem very confident in uh in in this. I saw one say something about uh Miami being down seventeen nothing midway through the first quarter. So like they they apparently don't believe that this is going to go very well. Yeah. Um yeah, their their message board is down. Like they're like yeah. You know, I, I said it I said it in our season preview. Like I don't trust Manny Diaz as far as I can throw it. I don't think he's a good coach. I think this is probably his last year coaching Miami. I think Miami, despite having more pr- recent success than than Michigan, then you know, I think they're in the same boat as these powerful programs of the past that held on that held on a little too long and are now behind the Alabamas and the Clemsons and the Georgias and you know that are just that think they're of that class but are not and I think you know as as our friend Brett likes to say as our friend Brett likes to say reality will set in you know I'm, I'm I feel like 
I feel like being an MSU fan, and you guys can correct me on this if I'm wrong, because you guys are both a little older than me. Uh, and I think I've said this before. Being an MSU fan is is uh, is a cyclical is a cyclical experience of like this is going really well. When is the other shoe gonna drop? Yep. And we're, then it's we're... when is the other shoe is dropped? We're gonna suck forever. Yeah. And yeah. And like Very I don't like like I have MSU going eight and four. Right, I have them losing a couple embarrassing games this season, but I don't like. I don't think this Miami team is going to fight for Manny Diaz. Call me crazy, I just don't see it happening. No, yeah, I uh, we're I feel like we're eternal pessimists. Even when things are going well, we're waiting for, like you said, we're waiting for that other shooter drop. We're waiting. We're like, oh, things are going too well. Something is going to get fucked up somewhere. Yep. Like. So, you know, someone's going to get hurt or someone's going to, you know, something is going to happen to derail us. Um, so I, I, I would agree with that statement a hundred percent. I think, uh, I think our buddy uh, Matt Sheehan is like the epitome of, of that. <laughs> He's a poster child for that amongst our fan base. Yeah. And I, I'm not ragging on him. I'm right there with him. He and I oh, like, yeah. are a lot on it. Yeah. No, yeah. That's that's yeah, that's not a dig at all. That's just like that's just how that's just how he is and that's like kind of how our fan base is. Uh I feel like the only uh, over the, the the only super confident one all the time we have is uh the MSU chief of propaganda Odell Bredham Jr. <laughs> um yeah, I've I've been a fan since I first got into sports like, you know, 20 years ago and like Bain says, I was born in it, molded by it. And um, I didn't see the light until I was already a man and the light was Mark Antonio. And by then it was just like, I had this warped sense of like, okay, when's this going to fuck up? And for most of Mark Antonio's career it did not fuck up, which was nice. And um, I have MSU at nine and three. I'm sticking by it. I'm sticking to my guns. Yo, it's looking good right now. It's all awesome. fame. I have this game as a loss. So I'm, I don't know what to think about tomorrow. This, I, like I told Spartan Dog before, before you came on, before we recorded, yeah. this is going to be a blowout one way or another. I do not see this being a close game. I think Miami oh, can either shoot. wreck this team, like D'Eric King comes alive and is the D'Eric King he was at Houston, or Peyton Thorne and Kenneth Walker ball the fuck out and, this, and they win like a 42-14 to 14 type of game. Like, and, and that Hard Rock Stadium will be booing and you could possibly see Manny Diaz get fired by Monday morning. Like I do uh, not see a close uh, game. Uh, I don't I can remember. See, I can only see the the former happening if this team if this team believes that Manny Diaz can is is going to be the guy next year. Right. It's, and it's, I it's think that Alabama. I think the writing's on the wall. And regardless of how this game is going to go, this is Manny Diaz's last season. So I just, yeah. I just don't think, I think the guys are, I think the players on the roster are going to prioritize other, are going to prioritize other games to try to show their worth. Yeah. You know, I just don't, I, I think, I think this is going to be like a classic, like to use a basketball analogy, MSU limps in as an eight seed. And then they play the one seed in the second round. Everyone goes, well, that was fun while it lasted. And then we beat, and then we beat the one seed by like 10 points. Yeah. 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 So Lucas, I agree with, so I, I'm thinking it's more, it, I'm thinking a little bit different than you. I think we're a pretty good team. I and I think if we lose, I think if we lose, we'll lose close. And if we win, we're, we're going to blow their doors off. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be down on this team. If I mean, if they get whooped like 70 to nothing. Right. Yeah. 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 If we get our, if we get our brains beat in, then yeah, we definitely have, we, you know, we, we have problems that yeah. we're going to be worried about for sure. But if I, I think we either lose close or we blow them out. Yeah. I, I, I personally have bet MSU on the money line. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I backed you on that one. So I'm going to Venmo request you if it doesn't hit. I'm afraid okay. to touch it. I don't want my heart to get, 
I mean, I, I'd much rather touch it because then my head, my heart, and my wallet will feel good as opposed to like betting against the Red Wings, whereas my my head, my heart hurts, but my my wallet felt good. My yeah. logic, my logic is I, I never bet against the teams I support. I only bet on the teams I support, mm. and I only bet on them if I feel supremely confident that they're going to perform well. Yeah. It's helped me out with MSU basketball in the past, and I think it's going to help me out tomorrow. Or today. Quick quick thoughts on the Miami game. We're gonna to try to burn through this pot a little bit. Like any any thoughts on tomorrow? Uh I think their front I think Miami's front seven is not very good. I think Kenneth Walker is gonna have another big day. Or maybe our running backs in general, who knows? Maybe we won't give Walker as big of a workload, but I think he's gonna, you know, he'll get the majority of the carries. He'll get his what did he get in Northwestern like nineteen or something? Twenty yeah. twenty three, something like that. He'll get he'll get Zanjo's yeah, in here, so I want to get his thoughts real quick. Uh, oh, perfect. Yeah, he'll get in that uh, that 19 to 23 range, and then Simmons. Right. We'll get his. Zanjo, what do you got? Hide your kids, hide your wife, because those fans are going to be stabbing everyone around you. Jesus. <laughs> okay, um, maybe I shouldn't have let him in. <laughs> okay, legit, legit thoughts. Um, yeah, quick I quick don't thoughts. really – so we're going to learn a lot about the team this game. I'm not really – sure about anything going into the game yeah. we haven't really played anyone they have they played a couple of good teams but they've looked like crap this is a game that we should win um we can win but we're about to find out a lot about our team and where we think we are as a program going into this game yeah, if, um, based on this if if we win this game nine wins is whew. squarely squarely on the team i mean we Nine win wins is on the table, and, and yeah, I'm feeling uh, even better about my prediction. I mean, if we win this game, we're going to Michigan, what? Like, pro- probably like, probably. one. Yeah, if you look at it, you're probably 6-1 and one or 7-0 and oh going into the Michigan game. And Michigan, have, Michigan could be 7-0 and oh going into our game, too. So it could be yeah. a top-10 matchup. Not after I, Rocky snatches their souls again. Yes, sir. Sorry, yeah. I'm Debbie hey, Downer I, in this one. Hey, the storm hey, I, is coming. The storm is coming. I, I, hey, I, I put I put it out uh, on, on the timeline. Sam Harbaugh uh, sucks adrenochrome out of young kids <laughs> and sacrifices their bodies to Moloch, the ancient devil. He is a pedophile rapist, and Whoa. he is going Whoa. to get exposed Whoa. by the white hat. No. By the Trump, white hat dude, Northern the, Illinois SD, University dude, Huskies. You, dude, you can't say that when they've actually had a pedophile rapist on campus. You want to get through this pod so I can drop it, but now oh. I gotta go probably edit it. Okay, yeah, um, you're, you're gonna want to take that out. <sighs> so I'm not taking actually, it out. We're rolling with it. Okay, so the thing about my, Rocky, going to Miami after this game, right? Rocky like, Lombardi is Q. Rock, QAnon uh, is real. Uh, and the person uh, behind the Q jobs is Rocky Lombardi. Uh, I, I put I put it out on a timeline. My first tattoo will be of a husky if Rocky Lombardi wins tomorrow. But so, uh, but going into the season, right? We we're a lot of predicting like six wins, seven wins. This is a game we has an automatic loss. Going, if we win this game, you can add at least one game the win total you had going in. So like, I, I think we were all pretty much all of us were in agreement that if we were six and four heading into Columbus. House money. We're 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 content with the rest of the schedule because Penn yeah. State is not looking like a win. That, that's yeah. They're going to be really fucking tough. And Ohio State, they're beatable, but I'm not going to put. I'm they're not going to be. They're beatable, but we're not going to be the ones. To we're beat. not good enough to beat Ohio State yet, unless we are ten and zero going that game. Even hey, then, man, I'd be like, no, we're going to get our shit pumped. No, Sean Clifford, I would drop fifty five on them one. So like anything's possible, right? Sean Clifford does not stare. I'm not. I'm not, not going to boast. I'm not going to brag like a fan base in Ann Arbor is saying that they're going to be. Sean Clifford doesn't scare me, but that that Penn State the defense does. The defense is elite. They are the defense, defense is definitely elite. They're the very defense good. will win games for them alone, regardless of how good or bad Sean Clifford is. But yeah. I I think from this game, I'm not going to be alarmed one way or another, unless like like I said right before Zanjo came on, unless they lose seventy to nothing. I, I'm not going to um, – I had this as a loss. I had it as a loss. I think they're going to win now. I think it's going to – I think they're going to win, but if they lose, I'm I'm not going to be freaking out. I was listening to Valenti today, and he basically said the same thing. Like, as long as it's not a, a blowout loss, there's nothing really to get mad about in this game. Right. This is a game 
this is a game we, we all have, like, we think we can win, we, and we probably should, but, like, if we lose this game, it's not really a big deal, because, like, yeah. I mean, we're not really competing for Big Ten titles or anything this year. Like, we're still a year away from that. It, it's just a, it feels like we're in a house money situation, and it's weird to feel like we're in a house money situation yeah. this early in the season. Yeah. Well, that's the beauty yeah. of a rebuilding job, is you get two years like this before all the pressure starts back up again. And and if, if he's 3-0 after tomorrow – the rebuild feels like it's over. Like, you know what I mean? You can start to feel like maybe it's not a rebuild anymore. Maybe it's like, this is him. Like, yeah, this is his team. And, like, and with that new, uh, with that new transfer rule, that's going to get put in. Mel Tucker's going to have a whole new team next year. Anyway, so it's like, man, yeah, it's, it's going to be run like an NFL club, like a lot of teams. Yep. Um, yep. like, okay. I, I, I don't know if I want to give a score prediction, but I'm, I'm picking MSU. Yeah. I had them as a loss, but that's before we saw this Miami team. And like I said, they get the Alabama pass, but they did not look good against app state. We all know that. I think Michigan state wins. I got to say they're going to cover. So, I mean, they obviously are there a six point underdog. I'm going to say they'll win by two touchdowns. They'll, they'll be up one and then they'll wrap it up late. I like that. Give me uh, 36 14 MSU. Oof. I'll go last. I'll go last, Angel. The stage is yours. Oh, I have Miami 27, MSU 24. I still think they're just a little bit better than us. Plus, they're at home. It's hot. You know, weather's going to be a problem. I'm going MSU 31, Miami 21. I, so this is going to be, the, this has the opportunity to be, the defining game of 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 the Mel, of the early Mel Tucker tenure. And I don't think I'm out of line for saying that. You know, whatever happened last year happened last year. I think we can agree that, you know, 90% of it you can throw away. But I think the one thing you can't throw away is that Mel Tucker gets his team ready for big games. And playing a ranked opponent on the road in Miami is a big fucking game. And I don't in if if we're looking at recent history as a guide, then I think I think I think MSU is going to come out victorious, 24-14. Plus, we gotta we I that that stadium is going to be thirty to forty percent green and white. Might be more by the time that game's over. If like right, right, 40, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it's going to be thirty to forty percent green and white. You're going to hear go green, go whites on TV like we did at Northwestern. Uh, it's going to be forty percent Miami fans, thirty percent MSU fans, thirty percent empty seats. Yeah, they okay. don't. I'm, well, yeah, no, well, yeah, they're playing but, in an NFL stadium. They're too broke to have a stadium. It's on okay, five. It's forty-five minutes away from the campus. Yeah, it's twenty. It's twenty miles, but yeah, forty-five minutes. It's stupid. Yeah. Um, yep. I, I'm going to rip Miami a little bit and not just because their shitty ass fan bases come onto Twitter and try to mess with us, which I barely saw, but, um, you know, the Richard Sherman gif. Um, I, I, I don't like Miami. I love the U the documentary fucking rules, but like they are a program that has rested on the eighties and the U and all that shit from before we were born or maybe when I was like a year or two old and sure they have a national championship you know, in the early 2000s, if not late 90s, but, like, who gives a fuck? Um, they're a fair-weather program. They are. It is a fact. I, I'm, a, I'm a Dan Lebitard listener, and that fan base does not give a shit unless they play a premier team or they're undefeated. And the minute that they, lo- that they lost it, that they were, weren't undefeated in 2017 anymore, that fan base just disappeared like a fart in the wind. They yeah. were gone. They did not talk about them anymore. And yeah, if if that program can tell me who the head, if any one of those assholes who was all up in my shit yesterday could tell me who the head coach in Miami football was before Mark Richt, I will Venmo them twenty dollars. <laughs> I don't want to put the answer on here, but they, they won't. They don't. Know, they don't know how to listen to a podcast. Um, so do they? Are you sure? Uh, whatever. They won't listen. Um, they, they're too busy. Their hands are shaking. They're so fucking coked <laughs> up. They can't fucking. They can't function. Uh, um, I don't think they can afford phones over there. Uh, Miami's like Miami's <laughs> new program. Are literally like 
no one who actually roots for the football program actually went to the University of Miami. It's incredible. They had to they had to blacklist they had to blacklist their best booster because he was paying players. Uncle Luke, also, right? Like, three yeah, Luther Cam- Luke Campbell, yeah. Luther Campbell. Also, Nevin Shapiro ruined the program. He's a, he's an actual midget. So and there was a whole Sports Illustrated cover of like, should Miami football exist anymore? Yeah. Like, um, do, I just do don't know what uh, the purpose is. They do, don't. Do, do we want to take a look around the Big Ten this week before we yeah, well, sign we'll off? Yeah, we on the Big Ten before we sign off. Um, yeah, let's see. What else do we – I know Minnesota is playing – Broke uh, Buffs. The, oh, yeah, the Broke Buffs. I can't um, believe – I can't believe I have to root for P.J. Fleck. This fucking sucks. <laughs> this fucking sucks. Oh, hey, you might get – hey, who knows? Maybe he'll get the USC job between tonight okay. and tomorrow and you won't have to root for him anyway. So tonight, tonight we have Maryland at Illinois. Um, I think Maryland's going to work them. I, I, I'm yeah, really surprised Maryland. how bad Burt Bielema is at Illinois. Yeah, um, baby, 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 baby two is going to have his way. Baby two. Shout out, shout out to my boy Bielema, bro. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Week zero, we were living, brother. We were <laughs> fucking. Li- the strap was all the way back. And- um, <laughs> Then USA rolled into town. I think this one's the easiest cover of the day. Nebraska is a 22 and a half point underdog to Oklahoma and the game of the century 50th anniversary on Fox. I think Oklahoma is going to have this shit wrapped up at halftime. Um, Oklahoma has not looked great, but Nebraska is a dumpster fire. And mark my words next week uh, on Monday, the week after the Monday after our Nebraska game or against Michigan state, Nebraska, Scott Frost will be fired because this will be ML. out, and then we're going to end them. Frost, will, yeah, I, they might pull Lane Kiffin on Frost. I, I don't. I, I listen to a, a lot. Of, sorry, I listen to a lot of uh, MSU podcasts on my hour and a half commute to work each way. Uh, I want to say it was the only colors uh, pod um, with uh, John Kirby and Austin Smith. Yeah, Mel Tucker has a chance to be the Grim Reaper this year. Hmm. I mean, just an absolute murderer's row of getting coaches fired. He has a, uh, he has a chance Manny, to ruin Manny Diaz tomorrow, Scott Frost he, Saturday, and Jim Harbaugh in a month and a half. Yeah. Man, like after the shit I said on this podcast, I'm not sure they want a shot out in this episode. <laughs> but uh, um, I actually have um, Nebraska covering that game against Oklahoma. Um, good luck. Um, we we've got Cincinnati, which at the which at, when I last checked was a three point favorite to at Indiana, yep. um, so that's basically a pick 'em. Or if you take away home field, Cincinnati's favored by a touchdown. I think Cincinnati's going to win again. Um, I don't again, see Indiana winning that game. This I bet Indiana under seven and a half wins. So in order for my bet to Ooh. hit, they need to lose this game. And then so, Pickle's going to go to USC. Right. As much as I hate rooting for the waffling flake, like I have a financial, I have a financial <laughs> motivation to do so. Yeah. So yeah. I need, I need Cincinnati to win tomorrow to keep my bet going. Um. All right, Zandro. I want we we know how much Zandro likes Tom Allen. I mean, Cincinnati's <laughs> gonna roll them. Like, yeah. There's not, nah. not a good team this year. Like they're they're disappointed me. Pickle, Pickle's gonna roll him and he's gonna get off for the USC job uh, at the end of the day. Um, so we have our game, but then we have Northern Illinois at Michigan. I think Michigan's like a 21 point favorite or 24. I got um, a 27. You know what happened? You know what happened the last time Rocky Lombardi rolled into the big house as a what? 24 point underdog? What happened? What happened? The storm. The storm is coming. Yeah. He threw for like he threw for like three hundred and fifty or four hundred yards over. Vincent Rocky Grace is going to start. Head. Rocky is going to start a military tribunal at midfield of Michigan Stadium, and try <laughs> Jim Harbaugh for his crimes against humanity. Hey, you you know it's going to be the first Michigan. five victims are going to be Jim Harbaugh, yeah. Hillary Hillary Clinton, uh, John oh. Podesta. Uh, oh Lord! So what you're saying? What you're saying is Michigan Stadium's the new Waco, Texas? No, Michigan Stadium's the new Guantan- Guantanamo. That's okay. where that's where they're gonna round up all the Hollywood elites and all you know all the all the all the leftist Democrat losers, <laughs> and they're just gonna hang them high. You know the storm is coming. 
I swear to God, the minute I put Zanjo in the call, like SD just turned up a notch. He's like the Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> We're yeah. having a real uh, life battle of the bastards. Um, yeah. I, I'm <laughs> sorry, guys. I don't see it. I think Michigan remembers what Rocky Lombardi did. And they're, they're salivating. They're salivating. Yes, they are going salivating. to wreck this team. I, I yeah. think Michigan is one of the easiest. <laughs> to beat. And I like I'm saying this in advance. I hope I'm wrong. I really yeah. I think I think Bill the Tucker problem is going to be. Scraps. Yeah, I think the problem is going to be uh, Blake Corum. I, I don't know that, and I, yeah. I don't know that Northern Illinois can stop Blake Corum. He is he is every he's fi- like they finally have someone who's as good as they've hyped him up to be at least through two games. They're going to run the ball like forty times because they don't know who they're going to throw to with Ronnie Bell. That's that's a, not uh, a hot. That that's too low of a number. Yeah, I have Make a whole like, prediction about this game. Michigan's going to win this game by more points than they have passing yards. Yeah, you're right. They're, they're Take not that for however you want. Passing game. Um, and we've got Minnesota, I think, was a three-point underdog at the Broke Buffs of Colorado. Um, I'm abstaining from this conversation. <laughs> I, wait, I, wait. I hate rooting. Like like Spartanog said, I hate rooting for P.J. Fleck, but let's row, row the boat, boat baby. Let's row the boat. Shit all over the Broke Buffs. Um, yeah. And this one is interesting. Purdue at Notre Dame. Notre Dame was only like a touchdown favorite. And Notre Dame did not look good. They should have lost to Toledo. But they I don't know. Lost to Florida is, State is too. a decent team this year? Like, I don't know how to think of this game. Purdue money line. I don't know if it – I don't know if it's so much that Purdue might be, like, decent as it is Notre Dame is, like, abhorrently bad. They have yeah. the same problem Michigan has. Where they have a quarterback that they're kind of they're kind of stuck with to start, but the difference between Notre Dame and Michigan is that Notre Dame doesn't have a Blake Corum to bail them out. Right. So, yeah. like, where Blake Corum is going to be able to like carry Cade McNamara as far as he can carry him, there's no one on that roster to carry Jack Cohn. No, and, didn't he get benched? He did. He came yeah, back. He got benched. He came yeah, back. So yeah. I think. I think this is going to be the game where, where it comes into full view just how fucked this Notre Dame team is. Yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean they they should have lost to Florida State and they should have lost to Toledo. Like Florida State fumbled the bag, Toledo fumbled the bag. Um, like, yeah, I don't know what to think. I mean, just keep the scissor lifts. Uh, Purdue Purdue might be in trouble though. They can't get their big drum into the stadium. So I mean. You know, it's kind of it sucks. I don't know. It's just so dumb. Well, so okay, so my whole, I do have a question about the drum. Why can't they just bring it in early from the non-visitor tunnel and then I think Notre Dame stopping them from doing that or something? I, I don't know. Prohibit probably it, there's probably some Bible verse that tells <laughs> tells Notre Dame that they can't go through the tunnel. Yeah, there's <laughs> something about some big drum. There's something about <laughs> There's something about some big drum in like in the scripture of Mark that's like <laughs> Mark, Mark 13 verse 7. Yeah, thou shalt not bring a big drum into an arena. And 13 about, verse 8. Yeah, it's and something what about uh, yeah, it's something when uh it's something going back to when they used to feed Christians to the lions. They used to beat a big drum or something. It's like triggering, like some kind of generational psychic trauma or whatever. Oh man, R.A.P. Thirteen uh, verse eight uh, is just send your videographer up in a scissor lift on a windy day. Okay, moving on. That's Move actually on. that's actually John three sixteen, Zanjo. Oh. Move on. Uh, <laughs> Kent's, we're gonna burn through these three. I think these are just barn. These are blowouts. Kent State to Iowa, <laughs> five in the country. Um, Iowa's really fucking good this year. Iowa, Iowa yeah, I can't Iowa's believe I have to say this. Iowa's this is, really fucking good. Like this year. every yeah. five to seven years, they have this miracle run to the Big Ten title game. This yeah. is it. This they is were that racist. Gonna, that racist damn. fuck Kirk Ferentz shouldn't even have a job either. Is the worst yeah. part. Yeah. I was gonna say. Speaking of the storm is coming, Kirk Ferentz. He's never getting fired. Um, hate to break it to you, Tulsa at Ohio State. If Tulsa gives Ohio State fits, then depending on the Miami game, I will start to believe there's a uh, shot, but it's too it's too early. So if Urban Meyer was still coach, I would say you never want to play a pissed off Urban Meyer team. But we don't but know like, how pissed off Urban 
uh, Mike Ryan, Ryan Day, Day play game. Yeah. Well, Ryan right. Day can be Ryan Day can be as pissed off as he wants, but if Kerry Coombs is still drawing up the defensive schemes, I'm it's, not sure how much that matters. Is, is Ryan Kerry Day Coombs could be Ryan Day could be shitting and farting and coming. <laughs> <laughs> if Kerry Coombs is still if Kerry Coombs is still playing low cover too, <laughs> then I don't know if that's gonna fucking matter. It's Kerry it's Kerry Coombs calling the play because Ryan Day has been dragging that dude to the mud all week. He'll give him I this game and then he right might now. make a change. Um we have Delaware at Butkers. Um I'm Rutgers Rutgers I think Rutgers wins easy. Yeah. This one's interesting. Northwestern at Duke. Um the nerd bowl, baby. <laughs> the nerd bowl. Um, the coach came ball. Uh, Dude, the average ACT scores of the two schools is going to be higher than the total points scored. Yeah, it's going to be like <laughs> one to be seven. So what was – It's going uh, to look like Sarcasta ball. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be passing a balloon around and giving each other compliments. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it was ESPN. They put out some graphic. It's like an honor the Ivy League playing for the first time in two years. Uh, all the nerd oh. schools are matching up as well. Like Northwestern's playing Duke, Stanford's playing some other fucking Wake uh, Forest. Maybe. Yeah, like ring, ring, ring. It's bore, boring. Uh, and then, <laughs> then the one I'm interested in is uh, Penn State versus Auburn. Um, top twenty-five matchup. I forgot who's favored. Penn um, State's favored six and a half. Yeah, I figured Penn State by a touchdown. Um, you know, we have, you know, our, our boy Sean loves Bo Nix. Like, he loves this guy. So, it's going to be a showcase he, game for him. I thought he he loves Bo Nix as much as I thought he loved me. <laughs> he loves Bo Nix. I'm like, love Big Bang Theory. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> um, I think Penn State wins this game. I have no faith in Auburn. Um, they're, I mean, they're Tigers, but they're a paper Tiger. They they are they're ranked every year, and for some reason they could lose five games and they'd be ranked at the end of the season. Um, I hope I don't like James Franklin, but I hope they beat Auburn. I really do. Because what's the, the over under the Big Ten? What's the over under in this game? Can anyone look at that real quick? That's a good question. Probably, probably 40, 42. Um, we'll look I, real quick. I, but, I bet it. I bet it's higher than that, but it shouldn't be. Hold on, I think I got it pulled up. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, Auburn or the lines are now five, four and a half to five. Penn State over under is 52 and a half. 53 and a half. 52, 52 and a half. Uh, Predict, predicted scores are 32 to 28. So that's I don't know. I just feel like does Auburn have a good defense this year? I feel like they normally have a good defense. I don't know. I so because like neither of the offenses on these teams are very good. Like, Bo Nix looks like shit. And Sean Clifford is also nothing to phone home about. No. So, like, if these defenses are solid, I, I, the under might be yeah. where it's at. You know, life's too short to, to bet the under, but, you know. Oh, speaking of that, I have a fun – I we'll go out on this. Oh, and I want to say real quick, RIP to the Rams 0-17 jokes. That's <laughs> Rams one and sixteen, baby. Matt Stafford. Is oh, can we? <laughs> oh, SD, please don't worry. Oh, hold on. I saw when I saw that bomb on Sunday night. I about did that. So, okay, yeah. moving on. SD, please tell me you're going where I think you're going. No, this is this is a personal story. So, uh... so one of my buddies uh, just got out of of a long term relationship with his girlfriend. Uh, not you, Mitch. Uh, one of my oh, other friends. My... So, but, so maybe you'll relate to this. So he came over and he's like, I want to go to Royal Oak tonight. And a couple of our mutual, a couple of our, we're fraternity brothers. We have a couple of brothers who live out there and we're like, all right, let's go out there. So we go out to Royal Oak and we're watching the Michigan game in their apartment. And I go, holy shit, this game might legitimately end 10 to three. I'm live betting the under. At 44 and a half. Mm. So I get to the bar and, you know, he's the buddy who's single does pretty well for himself. You know, he's, 
he inherited a lot of stuff from his dad. He has a great job. So he's just feeding us shots. I mean, feeding us, feeding us shots. And there's a point in the night where we're up in the dance floor area, um, as I like to call it, sea level Ricks, uh, because that's what it's that's what it is. If you ever been to the dance floor area of Fifth Avenue, you're like, holy shit, this is just Ricks. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah. So we get to the dance floor area and they have the Michigan game on the TV. And I go, holy shit. I have the under at 41 and a half. This isn't going to fucking hold. I think it was like 24 to, I think it was like 24 to three. <laughs> and I'm like, for the love of God, please don't fucking let Washington score. Washington scores. It's 31 10. And I'm in the middle of the dance floor. My friends are getting curved left and right. And I'm just standing there fucking transfixed going, this under is not going to fucking hold. Are you kidding me? The game ends at 41. I thought, oh, my God, that was so fucking close. I can't believe that held. And then I go home. I Uber all the way back to my place, 45 minutes away, when $25 just blacked out as fuck playing blackjack on the app, just fucking pressing buttons. There you go. And then I checked the bet slip the next morning. I was like, oh, shit, it was 44 and a half. <laughs> I had nothing to worry about. I was freaking out. Congrats on the sucks. Thank you. I, I was standing there like, stop him, stop him. And this guy couldn't. He goes, yeah, man, like you big Michigan fan too. I go, fuck no, I have the under. <laughs> like, okay, tomorrow, you know, Michigan State's a six and a half point dog. Good teams win, but great teams cover. So M. S-U money, money line. Oh, and two, two quick housekeeping things before we go. Succession comes back next month, a month from tonight. 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 Uh, Spartan Dog and I will do recaps on the pod. And uh, we are going to – I have decided to fold the Weekly Whitney into this podcast. Basically, just when we talk movies and TV, Castillo come down. And shoot the shit with us. So you guys, you got to catch up on what if she won't watch it. I will. So yeah. Um, it's but so, good. so oh, it's so good. So we're gonna sign off on that. It's it's Friday night. I'm gonna drop the pod asap. Uh, Zanjo, Mitch, thanks for joining us. Yep. Um, and fellas, let let's win tomorrow, right? Go green. Yeah. Go white. Go white. Go Lats. <laughs>